You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and scheduler of all things. Scheduler right now of himself and his small child. Actually, I feel like your small child schedules you more than you schedule yourself now. True or false, Isaac Harris? Um, yes, very true. <laughs> we Our like only thing after he was born was... And it's super weird because we still missed a lot of sleep, but we were complaining that he was sleeping because he was sleeping through his like feedings. So we were still having to like wake up like every like two hours to feed him, but he would, he wouldn't wake up to be fed. So our complaint to the doctor was he's sleeping too much, like to, through his like feedings. And they're like, ha ha, just wait. In like two weeks, you're going to be complaining that he won't sleep at all. So we're just now starting, like literally like today, yesterday has started the, hey, he will let us know when it's time for food. So huh. it's quite, um, we're newbies, we're rooks. So a lot of people is probably listening to this just laughing at me right now saying, haha, welcome to parent life. And uh, we're still trying to figure all this stuff out right now. I can't stand when people do that with things like not with just parenthood, but with anything like. Oh, you'll see. Oh, you'll see. like. Yeah. Stop it. Like everybody's been here. It's not like just because you've you know have done this before. The I don't know. That's ridiculous. I really try not to do that with like people that start a podcast for the first time or things like you know things like that that are obviously less consequential. But like, just you don't have to make fun of people. Everybody starts at a certain point. Or like when you start a job the first time, like help people yes. along and don't be that jerk that's like lording over somebody because you've been there an extra you know year or something <laughs> wait till you've been here eight years like i have yeah like, <laughs> like okay cool okay. cool bro <laughs> don't be that guy don't be that guy don't be that guy today as you drive to work on yes. a monday have a good monday everybody uh today we are going to be getting to the maverick schedule the schedule is released so we will talk all about it if uh if the Mavericks themselves can do a whole schedule show, I think we can do a good 30 minutes on it. Isaac, what do you say? No comment. <laughs> I was laughing at something else. He was laughing at something else before. He laughed before I started talking. So, All right. The, uh, b- but before we get to the Mavs schedule, got, got some news. Got some news uh, around the uh, Mavericks organization, around some you know Dallas basketball. The Mavs gaming Dot team. Com. Mavs gaming team. <laughs> no, no, Dallas basketball? Yeah. Mavs gaming team was eliminated from the uh, NBA 2K League playoffs, so you will not hear us talk about them much longer unless they make some moves or something happens this summer. So everybody that hated us talking about that, uh, congratulations. <laughs> but too bad because that's one of my jobs with Mavs.com. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, I will say that the offseason will be really interesting to see yeah. uh, how many teams – I keep on hearing conflicting things on how many other teams are going to join the league next year because there was only 17 teams. And how many more franchises across the league will, will join it 
and then there's just a bunch of stuff in uh, kind of in flux right now of how many players each team will keep because each team's going to keep at least like one, maybe two players. There might be some trades that's allowed over the offseason. No, there's a bunch of different stuff. Actually, what's really funny is I was at QuakeCon, big time, oh, yeah. eSports. So, Matt, this was this was actually something I was going to say on the pod, which is funny. So Mavs Gaming goes to this eSports conference on Friday here in Dallas. It's at the Gaylord Texan. So it takes me like on my map quest, it says like 30 minutes to get there. I leave my house at 9. I get in there at 1130. It takes like forever to get there. And there's like 45 minutes waiting to park. So like at that moment, if you ever doubted the money and the people into eSports, I waited 45 minutes to park at the Gaylord Texan, <laughs> and I parked a mile and a half away, and I had to be shuttled in. So, <laughs> crazy amount of people there. But anyway, Mavs Gaming, Mavs Gaming had a booth op- open, yeah. and we had these two like portable stations for people to play 2K. Microsoft brought in some portable things. So, this little kid comes up and was like, I'll challenge y'all. I'm a 2K god. I'm going to challenge y'all on 2K. Yeah. Who's gonna play me? Yeah. Nobody else would play him because like our players were up in New York for their game, and they're like, "Isaac, you play?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll play." Him. So I sat down. They're like taking pictures of us and crap. We're playing, dude. Bro picks the Warriors, <laughs> and I, I'm the Mavericks. Okay, I missed like I seriously missed like four threes with Wes Matthews. He kept on just leading, leaving Wes Matthews open, and I'm like, "All right, cool, three point shooter." Nope, nope. Kept on missing them. So yeah. He ends up beating me, but I got my revenge. We played one-on-one on NBA 2K, and I said, pick any player you want. I got Dirk, and he picks LeBron. Wait, oh like God. Dirk now? Yes. 2K19, you, and I was like. You picked, 22, you picked 2018 Dirk? Yes. And I said, <laughs> pick anybody you want. I'll, you know, because I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll let the kid win again. Like, he's super ha- you know, happy, whatever. Then he picks LeBron. I'm like, I definitely ain't letting you win now. I ain't about to get beat by LeBron. So I beat him with Dirk. No. One-on-one, and he had LeBron. I literally got the ball and would post him up every single time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, I'm like, sorry, kid. I'm not going to let you let you win with this one. Shout out to You, you can pick anybody else in the entire league, and I would probably let you, let you win, but you picked LeBron, so sorry. <laughs> Beat him with Dirk. <laughs> oh man, who's better all time though? All right, the uh, the Stop next it. thing we're t- the next you're thing. Li- oh my gosh, you're not even gonna start this crap now. You're a little Lakers fandom. <laughs> uh, the Wings are now on the Dallas Wings. The WNBA are on an eight game losing streak. It is uh, it's becoming terrible. <laughs> is the Cabbage Patch like burning right now? Or, well, Cambage has been out the and- last. The last two games, so the the cap the Cambage patch has been uh, put on hold for a minute. So this eight game losing streak, I'm working on a piece for it. But uh, a report came out from the from year old year old boys at Fan Sided that um, that the head coach of the Wings, Fred Williams, and the GM Greg Bibb got in an altercation and had to be held back. What the heck? After the game today, which is Sunday, so. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. I think Fred Williams is going to get fired. I think losing eight games with two of the best ten players in the league is probably not okay, especially when you, you only play. She's not playing. 
I know, but they've only, she's missed two games. Diggins has missed yeah. two games, but so the rest of the six, I mean, yeah. you know, like going on this losing streak. Hmm. Um, man, yeah, that's it's it's been a brutal stretch, but they gotta be better than this. They lost the worst. They lost the worst team in the league during this stretch too. <laughs> Ooh, so they're gonna hire Jason Kidd. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh man. Uh, former coach of uh, this franchise when they were in Detroit was Bill Ambeer, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, love Bill Ambeer. for a long time, and they won a couple titles with him too. Hmm. So there've been there've been former NBA players that have had success with that. Okay. So, anyway, that's what's going on with the Wings, and we're going to peace for it. Um, but yeah, it's it's brutal. It's not good right now. They have three more games left. One of them is against the Las Vegas Aces, and uh, the Aces are one game back from the Wings right now for the final spot. The, all the other spots have been clinched. The only spot that's open is the one the Wings are in right now. And uh, if they lose to the if they lose to um, the team they play next, the Connecticut Sun, who are a pretty good team, and the Aces play the Liberty, the worst team in the league, they're the second worst team in the league. If they beat them, then they'll be tied going into their their next game, and they play each other. So we could have a tied mm. spot for a playoff spot for you know. For that eighth and final playoff spot, so that game could be really interesting. That's on the seventeenth, which is a Friday. So on a Friday night, we're getting uh, Aces Wings, and that could be a that could be a massive game for both those are you, teams. Are you watching that on Friday night? I'm probably watching that on Friday night, to be honest. Or I'm pro- actually probably working, but yeah, uh, Shea Serrano will probably be watching that, and I'm going to be the only oh, guy g- g- going him. against him and his Aces. So. <laughs> all right isaac let's take a break when we come back the map schedule let's talk about it let's talk about numbers and dates and names let's of talk teams about you and me. all right isaac the start of the maverick season we already reported this already but it will start on october 17th at phoenix uh it's gonna be on espn and so that's the first game of the season. The second game of the season is the home opener. So that's Saturday, October 20th. It seems like the last couple of years the Mavs have had to do this where they their season opener is not necessarily their home opener, which I don't know. Is that disrespect? I don't know about disrespect because somebody has to start on the road, but I feel like you should like alternate it every year or something. Yeah, that's probably something they don't even think about. <laughs> no, probably not at all. And I guess the number one pick gets his gets the first game at home, so I don't know. Mm. He's going to get that first L, too. The one thing I think that is disrespect, though, is that the Mavericks end their season at San Antonio on April 10th. Um, Because that could be Dirk's last game, Isaac. Here's my thing with it. We'll just go ahead and get this out of the way. If this is Dirk's last season, I really don't think that will be his last game. I, mean, I don't understand why everybody's making uh, such a big deal about it. He's just going to wrap it up probably against Phoenix. The What's the big deal about it? Yeah. If it's gonna be his last game, they'll not like. Let's just say they announce it, you know, a couple of days before the Phoenix game, or whatever, and said, "Hey, like, this is it. Like, we're gonna celebrate it." And if I'm him, I'm just I just wrap it up with Phoenix, set out the last game, and they'll honor him. They'll bring him mid quarter, whatever, in San Antonio, but play your last game against Phoenix the night before. It'd be different if it's a big long road trip, like for the end of the season. But they're playing the night before in Dallas, so. 
it's actually makes sense to say, oh, well, it's the second night of a back-to-back on the road for him to, you know, rest that. So, <clears throat> I say the Phoenix. If, if this is his last season, I say the Phoenix at home will be his last game. So, go ahead and get your uh, SeatGeek or Game Time or whatever you guys use to uh, <laughs> to get tickets. Go ahead and start getting them now because they're probably going to go quick. And those are probably – buy a couple of them because those are probably going to be really good resale tickets too. Oh, yeah, they will. Especially, especially if it probably- does become true. However, Dirk is not closed off to the fact that he might play even another season. Yeah, and that's the thing to do. I mean, he. I mean, I was totally wrong. I mean, I thought last year was going to be his last year, and I mean, he he's going to continue playing this card of because he, you know, he said before he doesn't want the swan song. So if he keeps on, he just said it the other day at the hoop camp thing. You know, he he said, you know, I'm open to it as long as I'm healthy and like all that stuff. If he says that all season and he remains healthy, then it takes that it takes it off of it some. So. We'll see the storyline and how him and PR play that as the season goes along. Yeah, it'll be interesting if he keeps playing that that same thing, which he has the last two years, right? Like he keeps yeah, he keeps the playing the same thing. If I still feel good, if I still you know feel fine, I'll keep playing. Hey, let him. Because <laughs> the contract thing doesn't matter. It like that doesn't yeah, matter yeah. one bit as far as like oh this is the second year of his two year deal and he said bullcrap if he wants to come back he's just gonna get another year like it's no big deal to me that statement from him that he said that a lot last year that you know i wanted to play out this contract so i'll play one more year that was just a what's in front of me now kind of thing you know like i I, that was one goal of his is to finish it out but that's not his final goal you know like that that's not just gonna it's not gonna end after that necessarily it could yeah but we don't know yeah so and we never we don't we just don't know what's gonna happen this season as far as like what happens with him and starting and all that stuff. So let's say, you know, we think that he's going to start and they'll bring Wes in pretty quick, but let's say he does, you know, come off the bench at some point and transition into that role. And let's say he really excels at it. And like, he stays healthy and he moves into that six man role and he's killing it and he loves it. And like the team loves it and the team does well and all that stuff. I could see it then for sure. Mm. It'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. I uh, I've had another conversation about Dirk coming off the bench. I've gone on a couple of podcasts recently. I'm going on another one on on tomorrow. But uh, every single time they ask me about Dirk coming off the bench, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting. Every time. Um. So yeah, there you go. That's what's uh, what's going on with Dirk. First and last game. That's kind of the bookends. It's interesting that they start and end on the road. That's just an anecdote. It's not really anything interesting or anything. Um, the first four games of the season, though, I, I noticed that you pointed this out. The first four games of the season are going to be interesting. Start at Phoenix, then play home to Minnesota, then home to Chicago, and then at Atlanta. Which those are three of those with you know counting out Minnesota are pretty easy games. Yeah, and talking about getting the hot, the Luca hype train rolling quick. I mean, if they come out and they go three and one. That yeah. means Luca's probably having some decent games at least. Well, and you think you look at some of these games. I mean, Phoenix has a. I was I went on Locked On Suns and I talked about the guys that they have to throw at at Luca, like Bridges, Josh Jackson, you know, Trevor Ariza. Now, I mean that that game's gonna be tough. Then uh, yeah. then Minnesota, you have Butler or Wiggins, one of the two. Hopefully, it's Wiggins. <laughs> yeah, it'll and be Jimmy probably. Chicago and Atlanta, they don't really have anybody to throw at him. So those two games specifically, he could start racking up some numbers. And like like you were saying, you know, this could be good for the Luca hype train. 
Yeah, so I mean, let's say they come out and they start off like three and one, and Luca scores over twenty in like a couple of those games. I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> the Mavs fans are going to be like, "This is it. This is what we expect. We're back, baby. <laughs> Mavs are back. Luca is like MVP candidate and all that stuff." And then they hit the road, and then it's like disaster. Oh man, it goes down. That's exactly what I was going to say next. It goes downhill from there. Their next four games after that stretch are at Toronto, home versus Utah, at San Antonio, then at the Lakers. Uh, that's a that'll that'll tell you a lot. (laughs) I mean, the Lakers clearly the easiest one out of that group. Uh, I mean, they might be Toronto and Utah are going to be dang good. San Antonio is going to be rolling. I think Toronto. Oh yeah, I don't know what I just don't know what to think about Toronto right off the bat. The thing about Toronto is that they're they're move they're taking out one part, which is you know their best part, DeRozan. But then they're adding somebody that's even better and a guy that doesn't necessarily. I, I don't know if I can. He he seems like he would fit in really anywhere. You defend one on one, like you defend their best player. You defend yeah. him one on one, and then if you want to create on offense or, you know, try to fill in and spot up or do something else. And the rest of their team is pretty much the same. They added Danny green, but I, mean, I don't know. They, they, they still have engaged, some continuity. Yeah. If they're getting fully engaged, fully healthy Kawhi day one. Yeah. But I feel like there's, I don't know. There might be some crap going on at the beginning. And that's but. a couple games in for them too. Maybe they'll figure something out. And then uh, Utah with Mitchell and, and Ingles Ingles versus Luca is going to be funny. <laughs> Yeah, I hope they guard each other. It's going to be funny. It's going to be cool for Luca to see a bunch of these guys that he's played against, uh, starting from such a young age. Um, just like just different guys he's played against overseas that are now here, and you know, like he's really close with the Hernan Gomez uh, brothers, and just different stuff like that. That and the storylines around Luca, you already seen it with Michael Porter Jr. Like. Porter's Porter's not gonna not not the first, and he's not gonna be the last. That is gonna be kind of jealous of Luca's limelight, and are yeah. gonna want to take jabs at him. I mean, you can imagine even accidental jabs. <laughs> accidental. You can imagine some of these guys that are gonna be baited into these type of comments uh, from other teams, and to where reporters will go to certain dudes that they know maybe feel a certain way or. Um, we'll give a good comment of that, of saying, hey, what do you think? You know, And there's perfect ways to word these questions to players of, what do you think about this international sensation that's supposed to take the league by storm You know, and be one of the best players already? What do you think about this Luka Doncic guy? You know, like, yeah. just setting the table for these guys to be like, well, I think he hadn't done anything yet. Like, he's, you know, overrated or whatever it is. So Mavs fans are going to have a field day with seeing how many different quotes and stories come out this season of, opposing team players making some jab at Luca, and especially the, if he comes out and he has some of the fire that he had over in Europe that we've seen like yeah. if he has some trash talking and some of that like that he some had spice. that we've seen in like tape oh man that's cool yeah I'm ready for that yeah and the Michael Porter Jr. thing literally was he just liked a comment on an that Instagram post. Me none. that's the yeah. that's the only thing it was it's not like he came out and said anything it wasn't, you know, direct words from him. He just liked it. I mean, you yeah. can't do the likes and tweets, retweets aren't endorsements thing anymore. <laughs> I was taking, I was taking some, I had some youth in my car from uh, church a few nights ago. And one of the, some youth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, one, one of these high school uh, guys was like, 
Isaac, man, I know you do Mav stuff. Did you see where Michael Porter Jr. is talking crap about Luca? Like, well, he, he wasn't really he talking crap about him. Crap about Luca. <laughs> he like liked a comment on Instagram, and it was like, you know, I was like, but yeah, I, you know, kind of. So it's today's world is so weird with these social media things, and you like something in it. Like to me, there's completely different things from liking a comment. To like what Isaiah Thomas said about like Cleveland. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, like that's completely different to me. <laughs> yeah, that was real stuff. Isaiah Thomas went live on uh, on Periscope or Facebook Live or something, and was just honestly trashing Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> burned all, burned the whole bridge down. <laughs> <laughs> Took all of it with him. Uh, other things that are of note starting the uh, the season, the back to backs um, are interesting to me. The Mavericks are going to play 14 back-to-backs. Last season, they played 15, so they're cutting back. Um, cut back one, more back-to-back for the Mavericks. Um, the NBA has been doing a lot, and I saw John Schumann, a couple other people post about this. The NBA has been cutting down on the back-to-backs. The league average this season is 13.3 back-to-backs per team. And the year before, it was 14.4. And in 2016-17, it was 16.3. Then in 15, 16, it was 17.8. And then 2014, 15, it was all the way up at 19.3. So you're seeing over the course of now five seasons, it's dropped six back-to-backs. That That's pretty incredible. Yeah. That's that's a league listening to their players, listening to their teams and you know trainers and everything, listening to all of that and actually taking some action. Because th- this schedule is so complicated. <laughs> I mean, 30 teams playing 82 games in you know 30 different cities and all this stuff, all this travel and trying to figure that out. And and cutting down back to backs too, that's that's a heck of a job. Yeah, it is. I mean that and you can't undersell the rest thing enough, especially today, because it's they're going crazy about it. But yeah, it's cool that they pulled that off. Um my my thing at the beginning of the season is self like for each month I have like a must see game. I try to do like what's one must see game per month. And I think in October In October <laughs> The must-see game will tell you right after this. <laughs> Got to leave them on their toes, Isaac. <laughs> All right. Isaac said the must-see game in October, and each we'll go month by month, but starting with October, the must-see game is? Okay. I know Phoenix will be that, like, everybody's going to be super hyped for that, but for me, but... it's Minnesota. It's Minnesota. Ooh. It's it's the second game. It's the Luca's first game at home. The home opener. And not just because like we'll be there, but like you know <laughs> but it's just I don't know. Just the fan base is super happy, you know, just everything with that. The first time he gets announced, people are just gonna be going nuts about it. It's gonna be super cool. Although, I mean it's a it's a tie. Like that first Phoenix game, him versus Aiden. First time we'll see him on. Well, won't be the first time we'll see him on the court because he'll play in preseason. But still, the, yeah. the the first home game for Luca for me is the must see game. How much would fans rage if the Mavericks held him out of preseason too? No, oh, they would riot. <laughs> like he, he needs to rest more. <laughs> His first games in China. <laughs> <laughs> it actually could be. It could be. I don't. I don't I, don't, I haven't seen that preseason thing, but that's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Also, I want to say this: if as we move into November, or would you? 
Anything else about October? I was that first. Uh, I mean, that first LeBron Lakers game is is going to be pretty interesting because that's probably that's probably the only Lakers games that Mavs fans are going to watch. You know, I mean, that's going to be an well considering they're on TV every night. Seriously, forty three national TV games for the this Lakers. Is stupid. We're going to talk about the national TV games for the Mavs, but uh, it's less than forty three. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely less than forty three. So my thing moving into October, October, November. If I know some people are a little bit more um, negative on how they think the season will go for the Mavericks, and you know, for, for instance, I saw um, I saw Doyle uh, do a tweet of like, "Hey, there's realistic chance like the Mavericks could be like three and seventeen or something in their first like twenty games, something like that." And my my th- my question is, and this will be a longer conversation: How quick do they pull the trigger or pull the plug on? the season based on how they start because you got to pick kind of a route like right now it is all playoffs all everything but with this protection on the pick into its top five i'm not saying i endorse either way i'm saying what what, what they will have we know what you endorse we know what i endorse <laughs> but we also i'm also not stupid and, and i know like we know what they did last season was not trying to win at all times um how quick, you know, do they pull the plug if things get sour really quick? Because you really, really have to pull the plug and really, really tank it out to have that, like, if it gets past five, the pick goes to Atlanta. So if you're if you're teeter, teetering on, hey, should we tank or should we not, you really got to tank it out to make sure solidify that top five pick. And instead, will that, knowing that they will not have their pick, Landing at like seven or six or eight in the draft would be detrimental. <laughs> like that would be heartbreaking. Um, eh, and that would be tough. Like they, it would you be could tough. S- it wouldn't be like backbreaking. I mean, the, it's not. How good is this draft going to be? It, if you finish pa- past ten, you swallow that and you're fine. Like you're just like okay, like whatever. But if you land at six, <laughs> if you land at seven, that's still a top seven. Like. A top seven draft pick that you are, which you still do. You still do a hundred times a hundred. Like you did it for Luca. You got Luca. And that's awesome. Like we're all about it, and I was all about it. It's great. I'm saying like, does that does that make them want to make any type of quicker moves if things are going south early and they're like, man, I don't think we're we can't we're not going to tank this whole season, but I don't think we have a whole uh, we have a roster to. You see what I'm saying? I, I know I'm, I feel like I'm going in circles. Yeah, if yeah. We don't have so, we don't have a roster to really turn around. Will that make them do a drastic move earlier, you know, than later? It's an interesting thought. If you look at the first 20 games, which is essentially October and November, that's 20 games. How many games do you look at that and feel confident in a win? Not that they're winnable because every game's winnable, but do you feel confident that the Mavs will win? Phoenix. I'm just gonna go yeah. down the line. You just say yes or no. Phoenix. Minnesota, no, no, maybe Chicago, Atlanta, yes, yes. Toronto, Utah, San Antonio, the Lakers, no. You don't feel confident. No. You don't feel confident with any of those. New confident, York, no. New York, yes, yes. Washington, not possibly. really possible. Yeah, it's like a whatever. Utah and Oklahoma no. City, no. no. Chicago again, yes, yes. Utah, Golden State, uh, Memphis, Brooklyn, yes. You feel confident in that. And then Boston, I feel Houston. confident in Brooklyn, but if Memphis is fully healthy, that's tough. 
Yeah, that could, that's like a 50-50 game too. Uh, and then Boston, Houston, and the Lakers to end the season or to end that uh, that stretch. I mean, that's brutal. That's probably that's six games that you feel confident that the Mavs can win. I also say this, and I'm not doing it just to uh, take a jab at you, but like, I don't think the Lakers are like for sure like 100. percent Hey, they're beating us because it's just LeBron. Like, uh, but it is lebron too <laughs> you know? i know it's, i know it's just lebron <laughs> but like there there's no kevin love there's no like like that's the yeah i get the lebron thing for sure but you're also if you like you're also if you try to shut down lebron he's throwing it to lonzo and contavious caldwell pope oh brandon ingram and kuzma you know yeah i mean they got proven a little bit more but did the, Lake, because they did the lakers LeBron, beat the mavericks last year I can't remember. I think they did. So, just because they have LeBron, I don't. I don't view them as the same as like Utah and San Antonio. As yes, especially 100%. especially this early in the season. I'm with you on this early in the season. Like that first game, October 31st, Halloween night. You look at it, and I mean that the Lakers will probably be what five or six games into their season, something like that. Yeah. Maybe seven. So Lakers they, will be tough at home. They're, that home crowd's gonna be crazy with LeBron this year, but. The Lakers yeah. beat the Mavs three out of four times last year. Okay. Without LeBron. Yeah, without Luka and DeAndre. <laughs> okay. I ju- did you hear what I just said about LeBron? I know I know you hate him. I know you like this state disdain him more than anyone else and probably the face of the earth, but the dude is still the best player in the world. He is the best player in the world, for sure. Do you think that the Cavs roster is better or worse than the Lakers roster right now? I would take them in a seven-game series for sure. Take the Cavs or the Lakers? The Cavs. Okay. I would. With I do Le- not think LeBron and that Lakers team makes it out of the East last year. With the injuries to Boston and everything? Boston beats them, Yeah, I think. Probably. But like Kevin Love is yeah. better than anybody else on the Lakers. For sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, national TV games. Let's talk about that real quick. Um, this season, they have five national TV games on ESPN and TNT, and then they have four more on NBA TV. Do you know how many national TV games and NBA TV games the Mavericks had last year? Seven. Six national TV games and five on NBA TV. So they got docked wow. one game each, <laughs> even though they're going to be an exponential, exponentially better team. <laughs> Even though we have DeAndre and Luca now, and the most interesting international prospect to come over since uh, I don't know, <laughs> ever. Yeah, ever. <laughs> I mean, and possibly Dirk's last season. That's yeah, great. and maybe Dirk's last season. And none of the five national TV games are at home. That's dumb. I know. Um, but it does mean forty-one games of Followell, Harp, and Skin. So that's good. That's true. I'll say my must-see game for November is Golden State coming to Dallas, their yeah. first game. It's always fun, and that'll be the first time that um, Luka plays against Golden State. And I don't know. There's going to be a lot of firsts for Luka. First time playing in Madison Square Garden. First time you know going against Golden State. First time going against LeBron. He loves LeBron and all that stuff. Because so. he's smart. But anyway, December. December. The first game of December is is home for the Clippers. 
Hmm. And that one's going to be interesting to see how Mavs fans respond to the Clippers. Mm, whatever. And then December 20th is at the Clippers. That's the one where DeAndre goes back for the first time. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. And, I mean, what I, people are getting out of hand with these, like, people returning to teams. Like, I get the DeAndre thing because he actually has, like, franchise records in some of these things. And he was there and, his like, whole career. I mean, he was yeah. there, like, nine years. But, but some of these people are like, oh, Doug McDermott makes his return to doubt. You know, like, stuff like that. Come on, please. <laughs> I'm gonna do one. For, I'm gonna do a tweet for Nerlens. <laughs> There's no elk returns to Dallas on November November 10th. <laughs> um, I will say this from from December 13th through January 5th, Dallas plays 10 out of 13 on the road. Yeah, it's huge. It's a lot. That's all through the holidays. <laughs> that is, I think, three home what. games. <laughs> yeah, so 10 out of 13 on the road. I think. There's two four-game road trips through then, and these are not easy teams either. I mean, you're looking at you're looking at these teams: Denver, Golden State, Portland, and then they play this really weird stretch of New Orleans, <laughs> home and home with New Orleans. I didn't know until you tweeted it, and I was like, "That's weird as heck." This home and home with New Orleans, and then a home and home with Oklahoma City from December 26th to December 30th. So that weird like holiday stretch when you're between yeah. Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> it's weird. It's and then. Uh, Boston and Philadelphia, like that—that's the majority of that home, that road stretch, and that's that's brutal. This yeah, this so team trans- could be could have an awful record by the end of that road streak. <laughs> Translated, uh, the team looked at the schedule and got pissed really quick because <laughs> through Christmas, the holidays, New Year's, they're like, man, this sucks. Uh, they'll be back, you know, from Oklahoma City late on New Year's, but still. Just be on the road and all that different stuff. Yeah, this and uh, no, they'll be home for Christmas because they they leave Portland on the twenty third, and they'll be home for Christmas because that New Orleans game's the day after, so that's kind of cool for them. But that that six day stretch before that is at Denver, at Los Angeles, at uh, Golden State, in you know San Francisco, Oakland, and then at Portland. So you're, you're flying all yeah. over the place over there. At least you're not going car- cross country, but man, you're going all over the place and then back home. Yeah, because it's weird because they go from Denver to L.A. down to San Francisco and then back up to Portland. <laughs> no, up. Yeah, LA, back up to up Portland. to San Francisco. Oh, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. They keep on going. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking San Diego for some reason. That's okay. There's no teams there. The Clippers used to be there. That's true. San Diego Clippers. They were, right. the, they were the Buffalo Braves, I think, and then they were the Buffalo. Then they were the San Diego Braves, and then they were the L.A. Clippers. Hmm. Did British? they have orange in their logo? I don't know. I just know the name. I'm getting something mixed up now. Anyway, anything uh, anything else? January. What's the what's an interesting game? What's your most excited game in January? Oh, well, it's LeBron coming as a Laker. F- okay, the, finally he gets excited on the seventh. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be literally a show wherever the Lakers go. And uh, I know. And Lake the Lakers fans already travel you know super well. They already show up all the time. I mean, Lord. AAC is literally going to be sixty percent Lakers fans. It, it just is—it's insane when you go there. We're going to have like three thousand Knicks in there. Not last year, but the year before that, the the Lakers were like terrible, like really, really bad, and it was still probably thirty-five percent Lakers fans. <laughs> yeah. Imagine what it's going to be like when they're you know good again. I saw like grown women going nuts over Jordan Clarkson last year. So he is dreamy. Stop. His game is not. February. <laughs> what are you looking forward to in February? 
Um, this was kind of harder just to pick one, like a must-see game, but it could be Dirk's last game in Houston and on the 11th. Mm. And, you know, whatever you want to say about, like, they were one of our biggest rivals. And if it is out by then that Dirk, this is his last season, they'll, Maury and them will do something special for him. I mean, we play him all the time when they're right next door. So they'll do something special. It'll be cool to you know, see his last game in Houston, whatever. But the stretch from they play a home game before and after the All-Star break. So it'll be really cool for them. On February 11th, they play in Houston, like I just said. And then they'll come home that night on the 11th. They won't leave on the road again until the night of February 22nd. So they're going to be home for from the 11th to through the 22nd. I mean, that's a good 10 to well, 11 days. Well, Everyone except for maybe Luca and Dennis are going to be in. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got used to nobody else being there. <laughs> everybody, no, everybody except for them is going to be on vacation. So, <laughs> Yeah. So, like, it'll be good. Uh, you know, sometimes your these breaks are cut short by them. Like, if you if your last game before the All-Star breaks in, like, you know, Portland or something, and, uh, and like, right after the All-Star break, you, you have a game in Miami, you know, it just cuts it short some. But – they get a couple extra days there that a lot of them will either stay back home in Dallas or they might take an extended vacation somewhere. So they'll be all good and rested up because as soon as they come back from from the All-Star break, they have that back-to-back Denver and then Utah. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Then in March, what's the game you're looking forward to? They have a national TV game at Denver, which is kind of weird. but That's super random. I, didn't, I <laughs> really didn't know what to pick in this one. Um, I just said the Oklahoma City game at the very end very end because if we are fighting for a playoff spot at that point, that's going to be a super tough game. And just, I mean, they're going to be in the hunt too. So to, if we're, if we are saying, if we are fighting for that playoff spot, two potential playoff teams duking it out, you know, with a couple weeks left in the season at that point. I was going to mention in February also is uh, the game against Milwaukee where Milwaukee is home or uh, the, the Mavericks are home against Milwaukee. So Giannis is coming to town. If you have not seen Giannis in person, that is something yeah. you should do. <laughs> it is, he is yeah. insane looking and it is super fun and <laughs> could be a Costas. Could they could bring oh, up yeah. Costas for that game? That could be, they probably would. They, they probably will do that. Yeah. So that could be fun. We could see him guard each other and Giannis. That, just that would his. be the ultimate, like, Hey family family move call him up and then like put him in the game to like because you know Giannis would be so happy with that yeah and that'd be the ultimate like classy you know hey this is what we do for our players Giannis the think pieces the think pieces that will come out after that I'm excited to write one (laughs) (laughs) and then finally in April there's uh six games in April obviously the the last the Phoenix game is probably your your interesting one because of Dirk potentially but you also have Philadelphia uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid Coming to the AAC, so that one's interesting too. On April Fool's Day. Um, I will say this from two different perspectives. From a fighting for a playoffs perspective first, it's kind of a rough ending because if Memphis if Memphis is fully healthy, you're looking at you know Philadelphia, Minnesota, uh, back-to-back games with, with Memphis, a home and away, and then you know, Phoenix, whatever, and then San Antonio. Those are, you know, really good opponents if you're fighting if you need every single win at the end of the, at the end of the year to make the playoffs then look at it from a different perspective if they are tanking at that point um those are probably some easy losses 
Uh, you're not playing in Orlando, in Atlanta, Chicago, to where it's a tank off again, uh, to where it's like, oh, who could lose? You know, who wants yeah. to lose worse? You are in, Fe- in Phoenix and maybe Memphis. I mean, Memphis could do the yeah, same yeah. exact thing. But I'm just assuming Memphis, Memphis doesn't has have health. their pick though. Doesn't Memphis's pick also go to Boston? Or is that a different remember. pick? I'll look it up. It's either next year or 2020. And it's it, stupid it how many pro- picks Boston has. Yeah, and it has protections too. And Boston, I think, has a Clippers pick too. Somewhere through there. So yeah, anyway, if, can- uh, well, Memphis keeps their pick if it's 1 through 8. So it goes to Boston if it's 9 through 30. So they could. So like they're in a, yeah, they're in a similar situation as Dallas as far as if they start off you know pretty bad, man, you're going to see those Mark Gasol, uh, Mike Conley rumors hitting the – hitting the rumor mill very quick because they'll have to decide uh super fast if they're going to tank this season out or you know whatever it is and because you know if you do, if you have your pick and there's you know, you know you're going to have your pick then you can wait a little bit longer to tank uh, because you can figure out if you're really going to make a push or not but if it's protected like dallas and memphis then they gotta they gotta choose you know much more much quicker than some of these other teams what they want to do for the whole season but yeah phoenix on April 9th, that would definitely be the game, my must-see game, in case that is Dirk's last game. This season is also going to be interesting, too, because uh, the draft odds are changing. Oh, yeah. And so this is super important if you're going down the route that Isaac says, that Isaac was talking about, where if the Mavericks are awful, because um, they have a better chance to get into the top five than normal. So, like, right now, let's see if – let's say they were – like sixth or something like that. They have a 9% chance to get the first pick, a 9% chance to get the second pick, a 9.4% chance to get the third pick, and 9.6% chance to get the fourth pick. So like if they're sitting at sixth, they have you know a, nine, a pretty good chance to get into the top five, better than normal. Uh, yeah. They're kind of they they smoothed it out. So that top the top three, and uh, the new the new lottery odds. If you're in the top the the bottom three. So you're the, the three worst teams. You have a, each team has a 14% chance to get the number one pick. It's just it's smooth out. It's it's equal for all of those. Then, if you're in the f- the fourth worst team, you have a 12.5%. Fifth worst, 10.5. So it's it's all smoothed out. So this is probably a better season, <laughs> you know, to have this top five yeah. protection on a pick because it's it's there's probably more probability that you get it even if you're you know a little bit better than normal. I hate this. I hate that whole change too. Like I, I respect the the grind to fix tanking, but that does not fix tanking. It just pushes who tanks back a little bit. Yeah. Like there's still gonna be teams tanking for that third spot because then they'll have equal odds at that point. But I, this is another thing to keep in mind too. When you're looking at the schedule, and I know this sounds like sounds like common sense, but when we when you're looking, because right now Mavs fans are looking at the schedule just like we did, and we did for those first twenty games, and said win loss win loss whatever it is. Re- remind yourself this because last year we're in this the Mavs were in this category of the Kings, Suns, and all these teams at the very bottom, and it sucks like Chicago whatever. So we're looking at almost every team above us and saying, man, that's super hard. You know, like yep, that will probably hand it to that other team. Like they're supposed to beat us and stuff. If you think the Mavericks will be competing for a playoff spot at that A spot, then you need to think about how the level that Luka will be playing at, that you think that he will be playing at, and the addition of DeAndre Jordan. So that will catapult Dallas, or should in your mind, to that next tier of teams of the New Orleans, of the... 
um, of the Denver's of you know Minnesota. Those group, yeah, Minnesota, like those group of teams to where like. So when you look at some of these things, like I think it's just up in the air. Like I don't look at Minnesota, I don't look at Denver, I don't look at New Orleans, and I say right now I don't like I don't tell myself, hey, that's an automatic win for Denver, New Orleans, or Minnesota. I think, hey, that's gonna be a tough game. Like, and we're still gonna give some of these other teams like a decent game here and there, but like, there's only a, a uh, that top tier of the Boston's, the Houston's, the whatever that I look at and say, okay, that's probably a, a loss right there. So, just keep in mind when you're looking at these things and saying, oh my gosh, like it's such a tough schedule because I I find myself doing that and saying, oh my gosh, look at all these teams like Minnesota's a playoff team, but whatever. If you think Dallas is going to be competing for a playoff spot, you need to up Dallas in your minds to that next tier of Western Conference teams also. So we'll see. Or you don't have to do that because I still look at all these teams. The West the West is just so good. I mean, you look at all these Western oh, yeah. Conference teams and only Phoenix, Sacramento, and um, Phoenix, Sacramento, and maybe Memphis I look at and go, ah, maybe those, those will probably be easier. But, but, you know, the Clippers, I guess Clippers and Memphis I put in the same category. They're like right where the Mavericks are, you know? Yeah. Memphis could be a ton worse, but they could also be pretty good if they, you know, if Conley is going to be back the whole year and stuff like that. So, can you imagine if we were in the East and we're looking at replace all these things? We're looking at multiple games against, oh, we're like, oh, man, we got the Hawks and then the Hornets and the Magic. And then we got, you know? then we got Cleveland coming and then Orlando and then the Knicks are coming. Oh, my gosh. Then the Bulls are after that. And then gosh. we have the Pistons. You know, it's like, what? Like, yeah. even like the Pistons are Even be the like Wizards. The we looked at the Wizards and the Wizards are probably going to be like fourth or fifth seed in the East. We looked at them <laughs> as a, that's the one we feel confident about. So like that's this type of stuff when we like when people say the east and west like it's just crazy when you look at schedules like this and be like holy crap. Yeah, and it goes wrong. to that same conversation we had I think it was either last Friday on our Western Conference over/unders with the imbalance of the East and West. Like, look at this schedule for the Mavericks, and look at all these teams, and how intimidating yeah. it kind of looks to play all these teams. And then imagine them being, you know, with a balanced schedule, it could be a lot easier. So the East and West is a lot more spread apart than there's a lot bigger difference and a bigger gap talent-wise between the two conferences than their than their records even say. And it already the records already say there's a big gap. Yeah, like I mean, we play Golden State at least four times this year i mean that's just that's just dumb like like <laughs> playing golden state and you know looking at like the lakers like yeah we play just with one team with the golden state that's two two more automatic losses that <laughs> and the eastern yeah. teams only have to play them twice so that's and like looking just at one team nick's lakers i mean looking at lebron stuff i mean we get them in october we get them in november we get them in january <laughs> You know, like that's just you start yeah. looking at it and like all these extra games. Yeah. So Oklahoma City like four times. <laughs> yeah, all the teams in your division four times. So I mean, you're looking at the San Antonios, you're looking at the Houston's, you're looking at the Memphis. Yeah, if Memphis is good, this is this is gonna be terrible. New, like New Orleans, I think is New Orleans still in our conference? Yeah, in the division, I think. Oh, I mean, yeah, division. Yeah. So I mean, that's just stupid. Anyway, <laughs> schedule breakdown. This is stupid. Title, schedule breakdown. T- title of the episode. Thanks, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: non-schedule wise, Luca looked amazing in his Mavericks shirt. Oh, the new blue color is so good. <laughs> it actually is. If you if you 
the NBA dot uh, com or the NBA Twitter that tweeted out the picture of him that originally, I don't know, him and the Mavericks tweeted out this one. You could actually tell that blue was brighter, and it looked <laughs> it looked good. Okay. <laughs> His Instagram, you couldn't tell it. Okay. But you could. I'm gonna find it and I'm gonna tag you. <laughs> okay. Show <laughs> me the Dennis one from last year. Show me the Dennis rookie picture and then this one. Okay. There you go, guys. That's our schedule breakdown. A little longer podcast there for you for a, uh, a Monday. We'll be back on Wednesday, probably doing our uh, the second half of our Western Conference over unders, which which are were fun. Like doing that, and then uh, Friday we'll probably do our board bets. I went over them, and I know who won. I'm not telling who won yet, but uh, it was close, and so we'll we'll go back over there. And the uh, I'll just say that the board bets, some of them were not awarded because they didn't happen. Yeah, but that didn't happen as much as I thought they were gonna happen. So <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be a whole bunch like nobody won, nobody won, <laughs> nobody won. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.